Welcome to the First Metro Asset Media, the podcast show of First Metro Asset Management Incorporated, home of the country's top-performing and multi-awarded mutual funds. Follow us on our social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at First Metro Asset, or visit us at www.fami.com.ph. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the year three of Smart Women Invest, brought to you by First Metro Asset. And we are coming to you live on your FB screens. Join us as we discuss a woman's strength, how it can withstand even the hardest challenges, the harshest realities, and still able to create a beautiful home, a successful and noble profession, by following her passion and purpose to serve, to empower others, and make a difference in the community. To host this afternoon's inspiring event is the first female president and CEO of First Metro Asset Management Incorporated, Ms. Karen Lisa M. Roa. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for attending our online event entitled Women in Power, Women Empowered. March is Women's Month, and for the third year, First Metro Asset Management celebrates women's passion and purpose. And for all that we are, for all that we do as daughters, mothers, wives, professionals, frontliners, we salute you. We thank you. For the next hour or so, we wish to share with our listeners and viewers the amazing stories of women who have contributed to making this world a much better place. So now let me introduce to you the movers and shakers of our community. Our first guest is one of the most awarded and influential social entrepreneurs in the Philippines. A young global leader of the World Economic Forum, she has spoken at various World Economic Forum World Economic Forum panels. She also is a founding member of Global Women in Business by Ernst & Young. Everyone, join me in welcoming the president and founding partner of the fashion and design house Rags to Riches. Ms. Reese Fernandez Ruiz. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello, Reese. Good afternoon to you. Hi. All right. Thank you for coming on board. Uh, let's introduce your co panelists. Next, we also have with us the president and co chair of the Philippine Coffee Board, the founder of the Organization of Women Corporate Directors, and the Philippine chapter of the International Women's Coffee Alliance. She was the chair of the Women's Business Council of the Philippines for four years. She has started many businesses and among them are a coffee shop chain, a Filipino quick service restaurant, a farm to table restaurant and a natural and organic store called EcoStore. I'm sure many of you have heard. She's a social entrepreneur, a green advocate, coffee crusader, an advocate for women empowerment through business. We are pleased to have Ms. Pasita Chit. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Hello. Good afternoon. Good to have you. Okay. And last but not least, definitely not the least, she has over 25 years of extensive work experience in both public and private sectors. She began her career as both a government employee and an entrepreneur. She comes from an entrepreneurial family, so business is second nature to her. Over the years, she worked in the legislative and executive branches of government with landmark legislation, the Anti-Sexual Harassment Act of 1990. 
among others. She also worked as executive director of a private foundation and led independent consultancies for Harvard Business School and USA. In recent years, she merged her interests and know-how to focus on private company Ecolife, manufacturing products that are created through collaboration between communities and scientists to produce and deliver the most innovative seaweed applications for people, animals, and plants. Interesting. Please join me in welcoming Ubi Rocco. Ubi, there you go. Good to have you. Wow, what, what amazing group of women we have here. All right. How is everybody? How are you doing during this challenging pandemic times? Busy, busier, um, anxious? Well, how, how is everyone? Reese? Happy or no traffic. Yeah, but you're not the one going out also, eh? so there's no <laughs> How are you challenged? You know, how are you? You're not engaged in the traffic, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Reese and yourself, um, staying yeah. safe? Healthy? Yes, of course. No, we're very, uh, we're super paranoid <laughs> in our house. I think it's yeah. better to be paranoid than sick. So we're, we're really um, taking precautions and I'm homeschooling. So that's been... Uh, fun <laughs> without the joy in my eyes it's been fun um, <laughs> tutoring right homeschooling is fun right yeah no playing yeah. with, with the kids child. Are, it's fun but but yes I'm just thankful that they're not yet um, solving like difficult math problems um, they're just how many babies. are there there I have two boys and oh, one of them nice. is four years old and the other one is still one so he's still fine that's cute. Okay. Well, this is nice to enjoy them, right? Obviously, yes. uh, if it's now or not for this, we would be out there doing things mm. and, you know, spending half the time with them. So it's there's true. always a blessing in all of this crisis. Chip, have you taken up anything new during this pandemic? Hopefully yes. Baking, what? Um, uh, no, eating. Um, eating. No, it's, uh, it's every day of, uh, well, of course, we all share the feeling that it's all challenging no it's all very challenging and there is really no playbook so you just have to keep tweaking and all that so pretty much monday to friday is like still busy yeah, uh, yeah. i hope it's good busy and then uh weekends uh well except for this week i've been going to the farm there nice. so it's a weekend now eh? so parang nasa farm na rin ako diba so, uh, at least for, you know, like fresh air um, and uh, growing vegetables, planting new trees, so mga ganun. Uh -uh. You're not thinking of moving to the farm like on a more long, longer term? Uh, a lot of people are doing that, right? Getting Actually, out of we're, you know, I'm, I'm fixing like a house and all. So maybe, maybe in the future. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, nice to have that option. Right. Yes, I think everyone's looking for that openness, that open air. So I'm thinking, uh, maybe I'll make a business out of it and rent out. <laughs> diba? I'm a customer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very entrepreneurial all the time, oh, right? Take a playground there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> playground. And then kids can discover nature and That's they can true. touch real fruits and see... You know, and see worms and all that, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's very true. Okay, Reese. That's, 
thought kind of got lost there, no? Yeah. I will okay, reserve for first. you. Yes. Oo nga. Love it. Type ko din yun. OB, what's keeping you busy? You know, home all of these talk webinars. I'm sorry? Home gardening. Hey, home gardening. Yeah, kasi... You are yeah, a plantita? Well, I'm not really a plantita, but we, I read this uh, research about you can use seaweed for um, a soil enhancer. So what I did was I just got small pots and then I started planting my own and then I tried to see what happens. Parang ano, frustrated scientist. So... <laughs> And then I could see the difference with uh, a pot with out the seaweed and with the seaweed. And it's so amazing. And then now my my youngest daughter, who is bored inside the house, she don't go out also. Eh? So I encourage her to plant, to do some home gardening. And I think it's annoying what she was saying. No? It's like parang live biology, food to life biology. You see it in the worms, in the soil, the leaves, how they grow, and things like that, you know, the bees. And don't you notice there are more birds now than, than previous because there's less activity, human activity. Less pollution. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's nice, it's nice. Yeah, wow. This has just been, this has just brought out a lot of, you know, uh, different things that, uh, you know that that make us force we're forced to do and and uh, yeah. look at different things, right? So, mm. well, that's great. That's good. I'm glad to you know that you enjoy you've been able to join us. It's great to see all of you. I'm very excited to be able to draw out the stories that you have so that we can share it with our listeners. So, I guess you know let let's start. Okay. Mm. Um, if if um not that we haven't already, right? <laughs> but if you notice. If you notice, one of the, you know we're launching our first Metro Asset Management is launching our video, and a lot of it talks about our first right, first time to drive, first time to have a baby, first time to invest, you know, and surely each of you have your own, you know, uh, first, you know, uh, we recognize that every greatness has its first. Could you tell us, that, you know, your first um, when you first thought? about how you, you know, what you, you, what you do, you know, and what your purpose was in being able to head down this path of community building, social enterprise, you know, I mean, um, it's quite interesting, but, you know, obviously, how did this all begin? Was this something that you had thought of? You know, nobody, you, you ask your, your one-year-old, your four-year-old son, and you don't, you know, you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I doubt he's going to say social entrepreneur. Right? No, no, no. He wants to be, <laughs> he wants to yeah. be a balloon. So, yeah, really weird okay. things for now. Reese, how did this all begin for you? Yeah, so I think a lot of us really began with something very tangible, something very close to our hearts, um, something that we experienced ourselves. So for me, it was um, straight out of college, actually starting university, um, when I would volunteer for some organizations and then um, visited Payatas in one of those visits. And I met um, really amazing entrepreneurial artisans who are mostly women, mostly mothers. Um, so I'm actually part of a group. We're part, part of a founding team. And I remember just getting to know these artisans and understanding the social problem, not from a textbook point of view, but from a personal point of view, because these are actual human beings in front of me 
who I'm talking to, who I'm exchanging laughs with, it's not just uh, a statistic anymore. So I think we, we hear about all of these problems in the world, right? And sometimes we're already desensitized. But if we really go to the ground, hopefully we can go again um, during better days, um, you will realize that these are problems that actual people are living. So for, uh, for me personally, that's how I got into this. And uh, yeah, everything has a beginning. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're excellent already in the beginning. In fact, um, as a beginner, you'll probably fail a lot and figure things out a lot before figuring it out. Um, but you, ha you don't really figure it out. It's not really the end of figuring things out. So up to now, we're still learning. So that's kind of how it started with me. It started very in a very personal way, um, getting to know the artisans as friends and now as family. And just realizing that we could do so much together um, and treating them as human beings because we should all treat everyone like human beings. That's amazing. Was there any role model that you had before that? I mean, it seems like this was a very individual task that you, or mission that you had. Um, and, and, and you kind of like stumbled across some artisans in Payatas. Well, I wasn't alone. It, I was part of a founding team. Mm -hmm. And the founders, they are, they're already inclined to do um, this kind of work and to find uh, solutions to social problems. They're very compassionate, excellent people. So it's very important to surround yourself with people with the same values. Um, because when you're still figuring out um, your space in the world or what you want to do or what your purpose is, it's important to know what your values are first and foremost, and then surround yourself with people with the same values. So that's what happened um, with me. And that's why I'm here. So all of them, all of my co-founders, uh, my family members, the people that I surrounded myself with, um, intentionally or by accident, they all contributed to my journey. Wonderful. Thank you for that, Reese. Chip, what about you? Early on, I mean, you've dabbled into a lot, right? A lot, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> if you will, you know, you know I mean, um, as compared to the other women, I mean, you know. Yeah, um, that also means I think yeah. I'm... I'm older, but anyway. <laughs> no, I have experience no. probably, but it's yeah, okay. What, yeah, what was they your say first? they say uh, don't say you're old, say you're seasoned. Oi, sana wow. seasoned, no? oh, sana. Uh, anyway, I I really started young because I come from an entrepreneurial family. No idea was bad, you know. You could, and it was really not to make a lot of money, but to do something with your time, you know. And Shepard, uh, later on, you know, you go to college and then uh, you're infused with nationalism and all that. And somehow, what can I do to, you know, to pay for my space here in, in the 7,000 islands, you know? Uh, what can I do? What can I do to... And so business after business, you know, hindi pa uso yung startups. Marami na kami ini-start. <laughs> Because it is, it's fun to start business with friends, you start business with family, or you start business with both, you know. And one thing is, I never went into a business alone. So for me, it's really like fun engaging with, with partners. If you have the same values, as, as Reese uh, said. And so, yun. And then with Echo Store, actually, ito midlife business na namin to. Kasi parang, Oh, what else can we do in this world? Yung ganon. One dinner. And we're like, yeah, no? Kawawa naman. Because I just got into the board of uh, an NGO. 
Peace and Equity Foundation. And oh. then I said, you know what? So I was telling my two friends, Rina and Jeannie, uh, that uh, ang dami palang problema, yung mga communities, kanya. I said, yeah, there's no place that they can sell it. There's no place. So it was an answer to a need that I brought up to my to my friends who are now my business partners. And so yun, that started Echo Store. I'll stop there for now kasi marami pa eh. Pero that's how it happened. And then okay. they said, yeah, si Jeannie marunong sa culture, si Rina marunong sa store ops. Ako na lang yung marketer kasi I, I love to sell. Maybe I like to sell uh-huh. ideas. I, I don't necessarily have to sell, you know, a tangible thing, but an idea. So it was first of its kind, Oh, sige, yeah. nobody yeah. knew what sustainable, sustainable was. Sige, gawin natin, ganun. You know, so that's how Echo started, and that was 12 years ago. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Yes. <laughs> wow. So you can, you can, uh, so, uh, you know, medyo matagal na. But, but we'll, uh, we'll uh, contribute, we'll tell more stories later. Okay, okay. Wow. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that it's been 12 years ago because, um, Aren't you the one that has the tawa-tawa in a bottle? Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, when everybody was like looking for tawa-tawa in a bottle because, you know, of the height of, uh, the height of Dengue. Dengue, yeah. you know, everybody was like, you know, everybody said, Echo Store. So, yeah. Because uh, wow. we have like testimonials of people that are the ones talking in, in our Facebook page like, oh, I tried that already. It really cured my ganyan. So, hindi kami. It's the people right. who use it already. Yeah. And that's the best uh, advertisement, you know, our testimony. Yes. Correct. But it really, I guess, helps a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. keep it there. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good to hear that. Obi, mm-hmm. you're first. Thank you, Chit. Obi, you're first in this world of seaweed. Ah, okay. But, you know, entrepreneurship, just like what Chit was saying, it's, it's our upbringing and it's also, I think, how our family was raised. When we were kids, uh, my, my classmates, they'd go for art school or uh, ballet lessons during summer. Come we would go to work. And there was not... <laughs> When we go to work, it was our summer job, and there was nothing wrong with it. We were not complaining. Parang it is what it is, and it's then, expected. Uh-huh. Uh Parang ganon. Parang uh, I'd see my classmates go to ballet class, art school, <laughs> kame, oh, summer job. Ganon siya. So parang so I think it was part of the upbringing, doing business and entrepreneurship. Okay. So ganon lang. And then I think yung um when you look after others with the compassion to help. I think that begins with, uh, I suppose, no, I'm family values. Okay. You, know, you don't really need to have a lot to share. Mm-hmm. You can have something little, but you are willing to share. Then I think it begins at home. Okay. So, but, so, Obi, I'm, I'm curious about the choice of product. I mean, it's not mainstream. It's, you know, and then suddenly, you know, you've got this into uh, animal, you know, feed, right? And chemicals. And like, how did that how did happen? happen? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, are you a you're not scientist ba? Or an- anong culture? <laughs> Trying hard scientist. <laughs> so it started with, uh, it was a foreign company that approached us looking for seaweed. Uh, in the beginning, I wasn't so interested because it was really not my field. 
at that time I was uh, I was actually pregnant and then after I gave birth uh, I was bored so I researched and then I found out that the Philippines is a major global player of seaweeds so the seaweed trade is a we are the Philippines is a player since the 1960s we've been uh, into seaweed so uh, when I was studying the supply chain so I was in, I was breastfeeding breastfeeding staying at home I was doing the internet and then I found out that uh, if you examine the supply chain of seaweed you can actually provide uh, livelihood to coastal communities one of the most impoverished in our country when you make the supply chain clean. So that's what we started to do. So we exported uh, raw, raw, raw dried seaweed, which is a raw material. And then uh, after a couple of years that we were doing it, I was thinking and I was saying, if we just continue to export the raw material, then it's nothing different from centuries ago where the Philippines is a source of raw material and exporter of sugar, coconut, but there's no value added. We have to go that level, right? Have a product that we can sell. So uh, I went to UPLB, UP Los Banos. I just walked in and then I met uh, a professor who had just come from the US. Apparently, the, I think the faculty in UPLB were looking for young blood for the next generation of faculty. He had just arrived from America and then I met him. I just walked in and then he spoke to me and I was telling him how we were doing the seaweeds in the communities. And um, I think he and I wanted to help the country. So we pulled our small resources together and we invested on R&D. And yeah. after a couple of years, we have Ecolite. So it's now for animal feed. And we continue our R&D because it's how you innovate. So we have for uh, plants, and now we have for uh, human application, which is the seaweed soup. You know, you guys are so amazing. It's um, I've been in corporate life all my, you know, all my life, right? And it's it's a different mindset completely. You know, your your sense of go lang ng go, you know, just do it. Let's let's start. It doesn't appear that you know anybody had the technical competence early on, but somehow it seems like you just you know, acquired it and developed it and, you know, um, you know, neither did you seem like you knew where to begin. It wasn't something that was deliberate, like, you know, Reese started off with, you know, having a trip to Payatas, Obi started, you know, with somebody inquiring and Chit also that exposure with entrepreneur and, you know, it's just that open-mindedness to being able to say, okay, let's try it out. Wow, that, that's very amazing. And thank you for sharing that. You, you mentioned about, you know, values, okay? Um, I wanted to find out, you know, I mentioned about some personal traits that seem to be common amongst the three of you. But what do you think would you say ensured having to attain what you have? I mean, what personal traits, um, I guess, you know, that, that sounds a little bit uh, like a tongue twister, but what did it take, right? I mean, um, you exposed yourself, you saw it, uh, but what was the next step? What did it take for you to actually bring it far from where you had started and see it bloom to where it is? Is that, is that something like, uh, is that clear? Yeah. Kit, what are your thoughts on that? Right, what did it take? 
uh, obviously not apprehension. Maybe in my case, no. I think in in my case, I'd um um because if you're if you're a, a mother, a working mother, uh-huh. it's a lot of your time. So I think one of the things I personally ex- examine is whether the multiplier effect is worth the time. So a lot of it is um, self-reflection, self-awareness, mm-hmm. because you have to determine if this is something you really want to pursue um, with the small resources or with the resources that you have. Uh, is it something that can bring a positive impact, not just with for your life, but for the others that are helping you? So for me, it was that. Uh, is it worth the time? Time away from the family, from yourself? Is it the time worth investing in your career? Mm-hmm. So, so at what point did you think that it was worth it? I don't think you know that from the onset. Uh, when I researched the supply chain. Okay. All right. Because the supply chain was quite long. It stems from the coastal community to the processing, to the manufacturing, to the export, and down to the market. So when you review the supply chain, then you will realize, ah, mahaba ito, pwede multiplier, then this is worth my time. There's a lot to do with a lot of resources and a very big market. Yes, like especially in this uh, business, seaweed, a big chunk of it is logistics. It, the logistics is really a challenge. So um, that's that's something also that you need to think about. Parang, oh, pwede rin to sa logistics business, Interesting. Okay, thanks, Obi. Please, a trip to Payatas. It wasn't to meet artisans. It wasn't to know that that was there. That was probably some community building, but you know, you were able to build something out of it in terms of, uh, in, you know, being enterprising and some product out of it. Right? Uh, what did it take? So actually, it was. It was to meet artisans because we've already listened about, like, we heard about the problem. So we wanted to check out what we could do. It wasn't like we went there with a solution right away. So I think in my case, it was a lot of grit um, because, like, personally, I didn't have any financial safety net. Like, right out of college, I had to take care of myself. Like, whatever I earn, that's all I have. Like, I don't have... Uh, my own home to go home to. It's not like somebody else will cook my meals. I have to like fend for myself like right away. Um, so it was extra difficult. It was a decision that I didn't take lightly. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this social enterprise thing, um, I have to make sure that I could live. <laughs> and then um, I'm very low maintenance though. So I, I think I was able to survive because I didn't really need much and I just really wanted um, to make it work because I realized that even if I wasn't in like the top privileged position, I was still in a privileged position. And realizing that made me um, realize that, you know, I wanted to live my life um, opening doors for other people as well because so many doors have been opened for me. And that's really why... Um, I continued and struggled through it. It was grit and determination because of that determination that you know I've been given so much, um, and I'd want to live my life opening doors as well. So it was um, it was it was difficult because honestly I didn't have any fashion background at all, and 
I think in the world and also in the Philippines, um, you need a certain uh, kind of background to thrive in fashion, especially in higher-end fashion where you need to know the right people, you need to know what good quality looks like, but if you grew up the way I did, I didn't really know what good quality looks like. <laughs> I was very content with whatever I could buy um, from the sidewalks. So I really didn't know how that looked like. I had to train myself and a lot of people had to help me along the way. So I was very fortunate because so many people helped me um, develop this kind, the, the kinds of skills that I needed to survive and thrive in this um, industry. And but I could I would say that it's really because of a lot of grit. Like even if I didn't know, I just said, then I'll find out and I'll ask for help so people can That's help amazing. me find out. <laughs> very amazing, interesting. But you know, I have to say your designs are you know very lovely. Thank you, yeah, but I mean, that's not that's not I couldn't take credit for that. I have a really great design team. So I'm just part of it and now I understand how it works and I think I've developed some sort of taste already. Um, but I didn't start out that way. Okay. Are you a master of delegation? I'm just curious. Or are you like really hands-on there? Both. So I really like being hands-on. I like knowing how things work. So that if somebody uh -huh. gets sick. If somebody can't do any something about whatever, I could do it. Um, but I also like delegating because I like my team. Um, our team is like comprised of really great people um, who are compassionate, who are excellent, mm. who are probably watching yeah. this or be more good things. Um, <laughs> so, so that, that so I'm just happy to see their work. But I also like the feeling that um, we're not uh, gonna get crippled in case somebody can't deliver because of right. sickness, especially these days, right? Who did it take? I mean, from the time that you started up to the time that you said, okay, I think this is good. I, we can continue on with this. I can, I can uh, put, you know, uh, pay my rent, if you will, right? I mean, how long did that really take for you to well, get to that? It was supposed to get to that point. I mean, we're 13 years old as a company as well. So we've been here for quite a while. And there was it was a roller coaster ride, a really, lo really long one and a wild one. Um, last year, we were very happy, like beginning of the year before the lockdowns, because we announced that we're going to be the official sewing services provider of the biggest IKEA in the world, which will be in the Philippines. So yeah. we're very, yeah, and it's still happening. So we're very excited about that. But I think when when you suddenly think that you have arrived, a curveball happens. <laughs> and in our case, it's like a spiky red curveball called COVID. <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, uh, no, there's still a lot of work to be done. So we never really feel like we've already arrived and we're good. And it's just going to be riding smooth from here on out. We're always like on our toes. I mean, mm -hmm. we celebrate the wins as well, but... We're, we always don't say that we've arrived because I think that's a cursed like <laughs> yep. and it keeps you going right it really yes. keeps you going Chit, what about you over the years I'm sure there's been a lot of uh, challenges along the way you know mm -hmm. trade-offs uh, you know what, what are the trade-offs you know uh, for me I always tell people uh, and, but some people have uh, no, no, have said no hindi yan totoo I all my businesses, like I said, Nipa Usuing startup, we would start up businesses already. Uh -huh. it's, it was always about something I like or I love. So 
in my younger years, I really liked music. So we put up a music lounge. You know, yung parang ganun, tara, sige, open tayo ng music lounge. And uh, I guess I was always assigned like, oh, ikaw yung hotel and restaurant, ikaw sa F&B, ha? Ako na naman. O oh, sige, ganyan. Because I come from, believe it or not, a hotel and restaurant background, which my father said, bakit? You think I can buy you a hotel? I said, dad, maiba lang. Everyone's taken <laughs> commerce, no? Everybody's commerce, business ads. So ko, paiba naman ako, hotel and restaurant. Para... Sabi ko, iba naman yung contribution ko to the family knowledge bank, if you will. So, pumayag siya. But, syempre, totoo naman, he didn't buy a hotel. But, di ba, I, we put up a coffee shop. So, yun, isa pa yun. Uh, when we put up the coffee shop, which became a chain, uh, sabi naman, o oh, nga, no, where's there, is there a nice place to have coffee? Wala eh. O oh, nga, tayo tayong coffee shop. Yung ganon, yung there's always that, my father always said, and I always refer to him because he was a dentist who turned out to be an entrepreneur. He finished dentistry, you know, he was one of the top in the boards. Tapos, after two years of practice, nagnegosyo, you know. So, I'm like, hmm, okay. And that's why he encouraged us to always look for a need and fill it. Ako, yung need ko, is comes from my age group. Music, o sige, so we put up music. Coffee shop. Oh, coffee shop naman kasi we love to travel. So let's transport everyone to Europe. Ganon. So our chairs or mga Bentwood, ganyan-ganyan, you know? And then Echo naman, there was no store selling green, eco-friendly. This was way before they stopped styro, they stopped single-use plastic. This was way before that. And people were saying, are you crazy? Uh, how will you make money with this thing? I said, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it will. Yung ganon. And then the next year, we had a shop, a second shop in Podium. After that, somebody wanted to license it. So you just go for the ride. But I think if the mission, I, I say, you know, if your personal mission jives with the, your partner's missions, like your values, it's possible. You know, but, but ako, I don't want yung, you're making so much money, pero binibenta mo naman drugs. Or, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't want yeah. to like slave over something that does not, uh, you know, resonate with me personally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why for me, there are no hours. I mean, I can start at 5 a.m., I can retire at midnight because it keeps you going. Because you like it, you love it, you know, and it, it doesn't seem like work. I'll stop it's there. amazing. No, I it's amazing, you know. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I, I can just really listen to all of you and, you know, the energy. It's, I, I can feel it through this, uh, through the <laughs> tables, right? And the passion and the interest. It's just really so, you know, so, so inspiring, actually, you know. I mean, um, but um, is it what it is? I mean, where it is, is that what you had envisioned it to be? Are you happy? Uh, where you have taken all of these endeavors of yours. Chip, Echo Store. Of course. I it? mean, yeah. who would have thought, diba? Parang when people say, oh, you own Echo Store? Oh my God. I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> Masarap yung ganon eh, yung hindi mo kilala. They say, and I now say, pag hindi mo na kilala yung customer mo, medyo, you have kind of arrived. Pero kung puro friends mo pa rin tsaka family, <laughs> uh, you got some work to do there. Okay. So my measure, whether it's a coffee shop, it's a restaurant or what, I always check 
kilala ko ba yan? Uy, hindi ko nakilala. So I stay in the store, you know, when before COVID, I'd hang out in the store, hold my meetings there because you want to feel the pulse of the people who are buying your product. You want to see what are they touching? What You know, I'm, I like to see that and I, I like to chew data. So, gusto ko malaman, ilan ang bumili ng ganito today? What were they looking for that we didn't have? Why did that customer go out without a bag? Di ba yung, I love that. I thrive in uh, it. So, uh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm really, yun. But have I taken it? Have uh-huh. I taken it to where, yes, but I think there's more, more nooks and crannies that we have to navigate because now I have to go online. I have to learn SEO. I have to learn UX. I have to learn all these things. I am an immigrant. I'm not a digital native. But sabi lang, sige, kaya mo namang intindihan. Sabi, oh my God, you know. But tiba, Riz, you have to un- understand what Riz knows, okay? I-, I don't and I'm just getting to learn it. Obi, what do you have to say about that? What were your challenges? I mean, you've got this whole you know, complex product, you know, very long um, value chain system, you know, um, what were, what was that like in terms of the challenges that you had to overcome and learn? Uh, I think there's still so much to learn. No? Uh, the seaweed by itself is such a unique raw material that I think the possibilities are uh, great. And we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Uh, so I think this is uh, this is like something for the long haul. This is just yeah. beyond uh-huh. me. Uh, you know, I, I it's it's not something that I planned. I didn't realize that uh, you can actually go this far <laughs> when we started. Far, and yet it's not. And, and yet you're only on the tip of the iceberg, as you say. Okay. Yes. Yes. And. Um, uh, well, when when I thought when, when we thought of getting into it, it was just really to provide jobs and you know and provide a, a simple material. But as we study it more and more, we realized the potential it can bring. So um, it's 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 not that it's a, such a complex uh, material. Seaweed is such a complex material, and I know this is it can go far beyond what we have now. So um, imagine I didn't even know that the Philippines is a major trader of seaweed and that it's been around since 1960. Uh, and it's what, 2021, so 60 uh-huh. years on. Right. So, yeah, there's so much more. So what's your dream for the company, if there's so much more? <laughs> well, I, I really like to have um, the human application and the the whole total package of application of seaweeds for human, plants, and animals. I think it's a symbiotic relationship with the environment and for living things to just really play around together. So I think it's that, that's really my vision. It's how we can make this unique material beneficial for everybody. And far more than where it is now, no? Yes, yes. Yes. In what situations have you found your greatest fulfillment? Wow. Um, Spare Miss Universe. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, um, greatest fulfillment. Um, I think it's in the small things. It's, uh, it's never really in the big things, in the awards or um, the features. Uh, people usually have that misconception, I think, about entrepreneurship, about social entrepreneurship, 
that it's a lot of glamour and a lot of fun because you get to accomplish so many things. But that's not really the accomplishment. The accomplishment is the work itself. So for me, um, what makes me very happy and joyful about our work is just seeing progress no matter how small. So that's why it's in the small things. Um, it's about our artisan telling us that their kids have graduated or that they could do online learning very well because they have the gadgets. I mean, still not very well because internet is a problem, but at least um, they have the gadgets, they have the provisions to be able to provide uh, for their families. Um, it's all the little things. It's the progress. I've learned um, to be the kind of millennial that is patient about progress and about purpose. Um, we, we the millennials usually have a bad rap of being so impatient that we want you know to get here fast and we want to um, be accomplished at a very early age. But um, well, it's a function of so many things. I wouldn't go into that. But I think for me, I have learned that it's enough to plant the seeds. So be the part of the of history to plant the good seeds that will make the future better. Kaya I'm okay with progress. Like, if I see little sprouts happening, uh, if I see, like, team members are growing even more, um, they're getting better in so many things, I'm really, really happy about that already because I know it's going to be part of history. So I I'm like more that. grounded now. <laughs> no more, like yeah, no longer that I'm going to end. I'm going to be part of the generation that ends poverty and I'm going to see it happen. OM. If that's, like, how I think... Right now, I'm going to be so sad and so frustrated. So it's enough to be part of the progress. I think it's a humbling uh, experience to just be part of the progress. Oh, fascinating. You guys are looking at, you know, you've got that attitude of just really plunging into things, but having fulfillment in the smallest things, which yeah. you find actually where the progress is, right? You mentioned about values earlier, yeah. right? Um, and all of you also mentioned about, you know, having to make sure that what you do is aligned with the values that you hold. So what are, the, what are some of these deeply held values and that are non-negotiable? It's another Miss Universe question. But. Oh, wow. Am I supposed to be the first one to answer that? Oh, Take it God. on. <laughs> okay. So um, for me, non-negotiable values will definitely integrity. And I think integrity is not something that is static. Um, you don't like pause in life and say, okay, I already have integrity. It's something that we work on every single day um, until the end of our lives. And then you look back and say, you know, okay, in general, um, I did things very well according to my values. So integrity is very important to me. It's, you know, doing the, th the right things, even if no one's watching. Nobody has to watch for you to do the right thing. Um, compassion is also very big um, for me because I don't think we could live in this world without compassion. It is really what connects us. Um, when we have empathy, when we have compassion for each other and for the environment, we make better decisions um, that will make the lives of others better. And making the lives of others better is actually good for the world, guys. I think we have to understand that and appreciate that, um, that it's not just about um, us being good people <laughs> or yeah. feeling good about ourselves. It's actually really good for the world and for the future. So nothing's lost if you're compassionate. 
Right, right. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to move now into more women-specific uh, topic, okay? You know, just try to uh, be in line also with our uh, Women's Month, okay? But very quickly, you know, first, around how, what, what percent of your uh, community that you engage it, with are women? Chip, you, in, you know, like... Hey, come uh, here, we're always known to be women Focus women centric. Well, uh, okay. we're three owners who are all women, no. And then we happen to uh, find a lot of communities for our, our suppliers are all mostly women, also. Because, okay. example, coffee, uh, cacao, uh -huh. you know, honey, rice. All of these things need that uh, woman's touch in in the details. Eh? And then okay. if we go to like textile and weaves, ganun din, di ba? That's why uh, we work with the Philippine Commission on Women. So we're part of this program that's now on its second phase called the Great Women Project. And we train uh, women micro-entrepreneurs. So these are women who are challenged with internet. Uh, di ba, you were saying, uh, nag-increase ba yung viewership nung nag-online? Sa amin naman, how do you get it from the mountain to the barangay hall? No, you're on a webinar, ganyan. Tapos ano, wonky yung signal nila, ganon. But you know, uh, in all fairness, they have the interest eh, to learn, no? mm -hmm. to learn more. So we have uh, women micro entrepreneurs from, I mean, from Benguet to Sulu, if you will, okay. no, marami, okay. and they are in. Uh, textiles and home home style and wearables they are in coffee and they are in processed fruits and nuts mga kasoy nuts na nakikita nyo turmeric powder etc so we work a lot with them with women so and your community is mostly women in terms of uh, mostly women but yes. we don't exclude the men but it just so happens it's the women talaga who are there enrolled in the program and then a lot of our suppliers and producers maybe you know, OB might be one, you know, are mostly women-led smaller enterprises. Kasi sabi nga nung iba, oh, umpisahan niya ng babae, tapos pag malaki na, magta-take over yung husband. May mga ganon eh. You know, may mga ganong thoughts na nagpa-float around dyan. So yun, we okay. work with a lot of women and a lot of women leaders, community okay. leaders. Okay. Thank you, Chip. OB. About seaweed growing, you know, I mean, uh, what are the, a lot of women in, in that uh, field? Uh, our particular seaweed, yeah. our particular seaweed, because our seaweed is wild, it's a farm. Uh, seaweed because it's like plants, no? there are hundreds of species of seaweeds in the Philippines. But commercially, there are only five traded here, and there are two emerging ones, and the pioneer of one of those is ours, no? Our communities uh, are really women. So most probably, I'd say, mga 70% are women. Okay. Because uh, the seaweeds are just washed ashore. So all they need to do is really pick it up, dry it, clean it. Okay. So uh, while the fishermen are out in the ocean, the women can just pick it up from the sea. Kasi mm -hmm. ng dagat. Kaya nga the capital is... Um, capital mo lang actually is yung sipag and pawis mo. So you don't need farm implements to do it. Nga, and women are very good in that. Yung masipag, matyaga, uh -huh. abilidad. Diba? That's uh -huh. what women do. So 
yeah, majority of our coastal communities are women. On weekends, we their children also help pick up the seedlings. Pero mm. we only let them do it on weekends because we don't want them to stop schooling because they're doing this work, right? No, no so correct. Cool. So okay. on weekends, the, the children also help. But I'm curious to ask, okay, sure. you know, maybe the workers um, are mostly women, the communities that you engage with are women, mm -hmm. but the commercial aspect or, you know, you talked about that value, you know, that, that supply chain and you're talking about logistics, you're talking about, you know, the business side of it, you're talking about having to be, you know, technically tuned to how to, you know, process. I would think that there's a lot of, um, you know, um, men in that you know that that uh, sector. So, yeah. um, you think did you have difficulties uh, having to you know present yourself as a woman that wanted to do this? Um, were you taken seriously or less seriously? I'm curious. In the community level, no, we we, we oh, were fine. Right. We were fine. Oh. So mm -hmm. when you're in the uh, processing industry, that's a different one. Because it's right. sort of like an all-boys club, if you will. Mm -hmm. So they won't say it, but you can feel it and you can right. sense it, right? And in fact, in the industry association, most of them are men. There are only two of us who are women. And uh, two to three of us are women. And one of my colleagues was actually uh, elected in the board. And when she was elected, I think the position that they had given her was uh, secretary, corporate. Sec so I was like, I mean, honestly, I think when we when I talk to her, I think she has more to give and to show for her leadership. Yeah, but I, I I know what you're what you mean. Okay. So, it's, so did yeah. you have to? I mean, did she or you have to prove yourself a little bit more and? You know, how did you get a seat at the table for that in, in that uh, organization? Did you have to be um, a little bit more bossy? Um, I think the product speaks for itself. I think when we were a new entrant, uh, especially because our seaweed is not the typical one, it was an innovation. So when we when I came in, they weren't they were kind of wondering what it was. Because this was new to everyone. And, you know, 10 years later, we're still here. And uh, I think they realized how serious we are on what we're doing, what we have, the innovation we made. So I think in a sense, you have to prove yourself to be taken seriously and that you're not just here for a year or two. Yeah. You're committed. Yeah. So I, I think... The product speaks for itself. We have it, and it's out in the market. So that right. it shows how serious we are. With what we're doing. But in the beginning, there was that little bit of a setback. Of course, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, when you have an industry meeting, it's an all-boys club, right? So you just observe. So do you find and... yourself speaking up a little bit louder, or you're, you're just kind of like... Um, uh, of course. Uh, I mean... I, I want to make my point known when I find the, the need to. Um, if there are things I want to push for our industry, for our specific seaweed uh, type, I put it forward. Uh, I think with because they know that scientists back us, uh, they take us seriously as well. So it's not something that we just, you know, 
it's it's backed by hard science, so they know okay. that we're here. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. uh, we've also been given a uh, stamp of approval by the DOI as a pioneering product, so that adds credence to what we have. Reese, what about you? Thank you, Obi. Um, were there challenges, and if there were, how did you overcome? You think you're being female is an advantage or is it neutral i don't know what, what are your thoughts on that i'm sure you've been asked a hundred million times <laughs> yes and uh honestly i feel that it's a big advantage and if you ask me that question uh 13 years ago when we were starting or even 10 years ago and you asked me if there were any challenges about me being a woman being taken seriously i would have said no um, but only because i'm so used to it it's like i'm like yeah but i do have to prove myself right Except you have to prove yourself twice as hard than mm -hmm. um, your mm -hmm. male counterpart. So I'm old enough now to have seen the patterns and to realize that, yes, it's still challenging to be a woman in the workplace or to be a woman in this world, period. Because even if I say that I'm super empowered, that I am a leader and I am, um, I'm still afraid to jog outside at night. I'm still afraid to take um, public transportation alone. It's still an unsafe world in general for women. And I think, you know, it's very, it's crazy because I fight, I, when I picture myself, I know that I'm empowered, I have power, I am strong, but I still feel unsafe. And that's just ridiculous. So I know that we still have a long way to go for as long as women still feel even just um, a level of that insecurity and that feeling that you are not safe as compared to men um, who could jog at night and probably they'll be baka manakawan ako. Takot din sila, Riz. Hindi lang nila sinasabi. But I'm sure. Um, I doubt that. Kasi, I mean, in general, I think, lalo na if you're jogging in, a, in an area you're not familiar with or in a dangerous area. But I think, um, like, even <laughs> if it's know, just around the village, I uh, wouldn't, they, you know? They might even think that this woman must be crazy. So, you know, stay away. In fact, right? <laughs> Thank be, you but, for the back. Yeah, oh. but I think, yeah, in general, you have to prove yourself more. It's just, um, yeah, right. it, yeah, it's just, I, okay. I, I'll give you one example. I'm in a global conference and I, I was there and everybody else was there. We're all like wearing really good outfits because, you know, we're in a global conference. And then um, a wait staff would approach me and ask me what would, another male um, speaker want to drink, thinking that I was the assistant. And I'm like, okay, uh, it's an innocent mistake, but at the same time, it's an impression. It's an impression that came about because of the systems of the world that just gave that impression to someone like me, um, that they couldn't see as a speaker, they couldn't see as a leader immediately. So no man would have to express or, or like explain himself in a way that I know I'm not, but I have to because I'm the one yeah. um, being yeah. given that impression. So it's just the reality right now. We have a lot of work to do. That's very telling. Chip, what do you think? What, what are we going to do? What in your observation, what skill do we need to teach women for them to become, you know, more what? confident and preferably actually to lead? You know, actually, if you, um, and this is not to negate what Reese is saying. I mean, those are real, real world situations, no? Mm -hmm. But like for me, in coffee, coffee is a man's world. Mm -hmm. Until we told them, excuse me, 
ang nagpapataas ng value mga babae. Kasi yung mga babae nagpipili ng kape, ang mga babae ganyan. And and then we got this group, it's a global uh, community of women in coffee. International Women's Coffee Alliance. Ayan, naku. Everywhere pala, Africa, Latin America, ganyan. Babae ang gumagawa lahat. Kaya lang, yung lalaki ang nagko-collect ng pera. So sabi namin, ah, hindi, sa Pilipinas kami ang kumukuha ng pera. Ganon. So, you know, uh, I think if they know that you know what you're talking about, yung, yung in, in this particular industry, ah, na hindi ka naman push over, ganon, uh, yeah, we have, and this group of women empower you with, de, kaya natin yan, os, ganon, kilala natin yan, yung buyer na yan. So they connect you to a global network that just talks coffee. And these are big women importers, big women exporters, the owners of tracks and tracks of coffee lands in Indonesia who don't speak a word of English, pero they're so powerful. You know, so uh, there is also value in parang coalescing with, with uh, okay. I don't know lang sa fashion, eh, hindi ako familiar, Reese, pero like in coffee, for example, may group na ganyan. So, women in uh, coffee, ha? Huh? Yeah. So, we, and people say, women in coffee, ano yan? So, now, we're the ones being given a free stand in the ASEAN shows, ganyan. Kasi <laughs> it's different. You know, it's different. And men are like, oh nga, no? Sabaga. And then they come to realize, I, I hope it's not just for coffee. Because in coffee, we've made great strides to bring the women up in the spotlight and to do the negotiations. And then, syempre, it's a different case in Indonesia for land ownership. It's a different case in Africa. But then, when you all talk together, nakakalakas ng loob. Parang, oo nga, no? Kagawin rin natin yan. You know, it, it's, it's seeing that, that particular commodity or product yeah. from with a global lens and mm-hmm. you see that women do control 50% or more of the coffee supply and value chain. So did you intend to kind of like um, have this advocacy toward women or was it as a result of what your observations were? Or it's just because obviously we're all women so that's uh, an affinity that we have. You know, women... Uh, sorry, ako ba? Miss Universe? Go ahead, okay. uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Kasi nung pisan ng mga Miss Universe. No, ako, people would come and ask questions like mom patulong naman mom may alam ba kayong ganyan you know and then you be, they become your friends and then before you know it you're learning from them and they're learning from you and women are more hindi natatakot ng babae magsabing hindi niya alam eh hindi ko sinasabing hindi ko sinasabing ganun yung iba ha but, but diba like kanina si OB si OB oy guys eh girls checkin nyo nga kung mas okay itong background ko diba you think men will do that? Um, uh, hi, me. Okay, but the background. Diba, you wouldn't do Correct. that. But it's, it's, you know, I, I'm reading this book called The Female Brain. And iba talaga yung ano ng, ng babae sa, they're natural. Yung, okay yeah. lang ba? Is my lipstick okay? Hindi mo namang kilala yung nasa banyo, diba? But, yeah. you know, it, yeah. so we have to leverage on the skills of women that are inborn, which is, hindi tayo nahihiya. Okay? Mm-hmm. Two, we're go-getters. Three, we're persevering. Four, we're so patient. But put all of that and put a purpose and you've got a successful 
thing going. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. To add to that, you know, I think yeah, women so. are great, you know, multitaskers. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just so great at it. Parang, yeah, you can be pursuing a career, corporate career. Pag-uwi mo, ikaw pa mag-iisip ng mga lulutuin sa bahay, mga bata, mm-hmm. Di ba, lahat-lahat. O, project na ganito, ganyan. So, we're really great multitaskers. And I think it's innate to us. That's why mm-hmm. we're great managers. Yeah. True, I'll, very also true. Add, I'll also add to the traits of women that make us successful. Um, and sometimes this gets a bad reputation of being emotional. But I think we're confusing kasi what being emotional is. Being emotional is like showing your empathy, showing your emotions. It's not about throwing tantrums. So we have to like separate those kinds of emotions because those are both being emotional except... Uh-huh. One that's more associated with women, one that, you know, a lot of women leaders, especially during this pandemic, they have shown is really mm-hmm. great empathy. They've shown their feelings when people were scared and were uncertain. And when you show your vulnerability in a time of crisis and you show that you care, that goes a long way. People yeah. feel more secure and people feel like they're cared for. And that's so important when people feel abandoned. Shepard, during true. this time, right? You're isolated. So right. that's important to just make sure that you have that um, distinction. That being emotional is not a bad thing. You just have to identify what it is. Um, and sometimes, uh, and throwing tantrums is like the bad kind of like showing emotions. And honestly, during this pandemic, you didn't really see a lot of women leaders through tantrums. That's not us. And, and in fact, right, during this pandemic, they were saying that the best countries that were able to address yeah. the, uh, the pandemic were those that were led by women. Yes. You know? um, because, you know, there, there's, a, uh, there's an article that I recently read that saying that, you know, th- they found really neurological uh, basis to say that, you know, we are wired towards that differently from men in the sense that um, hormonally, you know, we come out with concern, compassion, understanding. Those are the primary um, attributes. And when we're talking about this kind of a situation, and th- th- I guess those are the ones that uh, those attributes are the most that are most important mm-hmm. in being able to uh, care for, for the people. I just wanted to share with you some fun facts that we have that, that, that I was able to kind of like unearth, right? And you probably are familiar, but about women in the labor force. And according to the um, Philippine Statistics Agency, you know, uh, in 2018, our labor force is actually comprised of about 40% women, female, and 60% male. And yet, of the total number of OFWs, there are more female that are actually deployed overseas. So we have less women working, you know, as a, as a percentage of our workforce, and yet, most of the OFWs that we have deployed are actually women. Um, my statistics, you know, um, professor is probably going to get mad at me for having to correlate that, you know, just very generally. But um, what do you think are the problems in our local society that will, you know, force them, you know, to have to, you know, move more out rather than to choose to be here and work here? And are your organizations or enterprises looking into that? And what programs do you have to be able to encourage, you know, more women participation in the local communities? Obi, can you start off with that? Um, 
I don't know if uh, it's because the mothers make a tougher choice to provide. That's why they uh, decide to go overseas. Um, that could be one. Uh, yeah. Right? Because mothers are women by nature. We're nurturing people. Eh? So when we see our children, we want to provide opportunities for our kids. So perhaps the, the choice to you know, move overseas, whether as teachers, nurses, or other uh, kind of uh, work that is available overseas and is not probably as lucrative here, that's perhaps one of the reasons why uh, they go overseas. But for our case no, in the coastal areas, it's really um, to provide more income for uh, the fisher mm -hmm. folks. It's okay. really that because, uh, you know, fishing now is an environmental issue as well, right? The dwindling number of fish and aquatic resources. So there has to be an additional income so that you can provide more for your children. So mothers on their own, they look for additional ways to augment the income in the family. That's what we try to provide. And also education. Because even if you have so much income, if you don't know how to handle money, So, for example, you're earning, let's say, 500 now. And because you have additional income, you're earning 1,000. Where do you spend that additional income on? Is it on uh, gadgets? Uh -huh. Do the gadgets make you more uh, productive? Or it makes you indulge in uh, chismis, I don't know. Right, right, yeah, so right. Yeah. You have to be able to use your money in a way that increases your productivity. So that is also another thing we try to uh, teach our uh -huh. communities, how to handle money. Uh -oh. You have a very good fin lit. I mean, that, that's also part of it. What, you teach budgeting? Budgeting and also prioritizing. When you buy something, kasi, one of the things you need to think about, very simple lang, is it a want or a need? Lang, ano? Diba? Simple lang. Yeah. Kasi oh, hindi naman na kailangan ng equation, mga interest rates, because these are ano, community level kami. Diba? Correct, so, ano correct. Ba yan? Want ba yan or need? Kailangan ba yan? Pangangailangan ba yan or hindi? Or nakita nyo lang, gusto nyo gayahin. Di ba? May mga ganyan. So, those are the, the things that we, that we try to teach in uh -huh. the community level. How to handle money. Right. Reese, what about you? I mean, are there any programs specific uh, for women in your enterprise that uh, to encourage, you know, uh, more participation in the workforce or, you know, just more engagement? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, similar to OB, we also have a program um, that teaches our artisans um, just beyond skills training. We have financial literacy as well, um, business development, budgeting, time management. Um, but what we've realized is um, even if they learn how to save, if they don't have the means to save their money and if they're still financially excluded, then they're just their savings are just going to go under the bed, and then pag may sunog, pag may baha, wala na agad. So we realized that and we, we thought, okay, we should link um, our artisans to uh, a bank. So we now are in partnership with Card Bank and 
yeah, we have savings um, with uh, our artisans because they needed somewhere to put their money in uh, and then eventually can do investments in the future. But that wouldn't happen if they just know um, these concepts in their heads, but they couldn't practice it because the only place they can put their money in if they have it is yun mm-hmm. nga sa cabinet, under the bed. Yeah. So susceptible to um, natural calamities which happens all the time to us. So where we're careful to um, equip our artisans with both the learnings and the systems so that they could implement the learnings on a regular basis and then maybe hopefully uh, make better decisions just like what right. Obi mentioned, like in the future because they know that they have savings instead of buying like a bigger TV or something like that, they will just like redirect it to an emergency fund or to investments. And, and what are the results? How, what, I mean, have you seen the results of these programs? Um, oh, we have, absolutely. Um, our artisans uh, have saved a lot uh, for the past few years. Of course, during calamities or during emergencies, they had to get some of the funds. But the point is, they're able to get their funds from somewhere. Um, it's not that they have to loan from loan sharks again from their kapitbahay and then um, surrender their ATMs and everything like that. Um, that still happens, but at least they still have that a little bit of financial safety net that if they need it for the education of their kids or for financial shocks yeah. like a death yeah. in the family or sickness in the family, meron silang paghuhugutan. And so for us, that was really important. And so ngayon, um, it's working very well. Um, in the beginning, the artisans were actually very hesitant to do it, to do it because most of them really didn't have bank accounts like from the beginning of their lives. So having a savings account is new and it's foreign that you don't have your money in your house. Um, but eventually when they see their passbooks um, increasing in value every month, they're very happy about that and it's very motivating because now they have surplus and they could use the surplus to make their futures better and to actually plan for a future because you cannot plan for a future if you don't have surplus. If you're thinking some of us, uh, sorry, I was just I, I'm laughing in yeah. my mind because I'm I'm thinking Kasama ba sa pagtuturo yung joint account? Or uh, ano? <laughs> yes, sa kanila lang muna. Sa kanila <laughs> lang muna. <laughs> Their names. Doon na okay. muna sila. <laughs> okay na muna yun. I was just kind of like wondering, okay, so we teach them that, but you know, how do we actually, you know, execute on this, yeah. right? Everything is a matter of how we actually teach them to execute because, you know, there's still that... Uh, ambivalence and uncertain and, and you know being self uh, self-conscious or insecure or not too confident right yeah but no so having to do that yeah so what we did is actually we um when we increase the labor costs of the artisans timing namin that during that increase the increase will go straight to their bank accounts so that they just they don't the money that they don't handle it in their hands they right, see it right. in their accounts right away so that That's was easier. Because they didn't feel like they were stuck. They were but it's just in their passbooks. Actually, I've been seeing a lot of uh, enterprises and companies do that. Like in CBA discussions, instead of giving the uh, increases you know, directly into their accounts, then there is a uh, savings that uh, you, you put it into. And then you give them the statement so that they know how yes. much money that they're actually making. Their passbooks are with them. Right, right. Mm. And hopefully their ATMs as well, Deva. Yes. For yes, emergency. I, go ahead. 
Chip, I was going to say, you know, um, it, there was a study, I don't know if you're familiar with the Grant Thornton study. I'm sure you guys have heard of all of that, right? And it says that how, you know, 29% of women uh, globally hold senior management positions. Um, in, in Asia, we're a little bit better. Latin America is the worst. Eastern Europe, surprisingly, is, has the highest in terms of women in management, in senior mm. management <clears throat> positions. Um, I, I wanted to find out, you know, because there's, some, there's a lot of advantage for us. Um, and then we talked about also how 40% only of our workforce is women. What do you think we can encourage? more women participation in business community development and and so forth what are your thoughts on that can we start off with Jit? yeah i think uh a lot of it has to do also with uh the men being more gender aware so that's why we celebrate male champions you know the there are a few households i know even sastafko that uh the men uh will stay home and take care of the kids while the girl is working because mas mataas yung kita ng babae so nag-decide sila siya na lang mag-aalaga sa bata you know there are is still that in men, the philippines yes there are still men like that oh, huh? that's great yeah that <clears throat> so i celebrated think, yeah i think there we should celebrate these male champions who don't feel emasculated when yeah. they are being made to share in chores at home Kasi ganyan yung naging success in other cultures like Sweden, ganon, no? Or even in India, they have these ads, yung uh, naglalaba yung lalaki and he doesn't, you know, think it's emasculating. And it's a it's a commercial of a soap, you know? So parang, there must be a conscious effort to put it in the culture kasi. Okay? So it's not for one person to do or one group to do, but it's for everyone. That's why we have these groups like uh, Business Coalition for Women Empowerment, PBCWE. It's funded by AusAid. And we have the Philippine Women's Economic Network mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, yung mga companies, binibigyan nila ng mga uh, to, uh, tools to measure like how men and women are being conscious about uh, gender equality and uh, inclusion. Yung mga ganon. It, it's happening, uh, albeit siyempre yung mga ma- malalaking kumpanya, but culturally, may mga lalaki na, ano eh, na nagsasubmit naman. Kailangan lang, tanggalin na natin yung pamacho and all that. It's like recess. Mahaba pa, but we're not giving up. But it has to be a constant effort. You know, like Philippine Commission on Women does a lot of gender sensitivity classes because not a lot of people know that there is such a thing. Oh, but you know, eh, wala bang month's day or month's month? That's meron, true, yes. Women's month. Okay. Yung mga ganon, di ba? Uh-huh. Alam mo, Nana, this guy needs enlightenment. Come here, sit down and... Uh, you know, so they're doing that in government offices, okay? I don't... Uh, uh, and then there are people doing it in private companies. Pero dun sa communities, we have to still be sensitive and mindful of the culture. Yun. May mga cultures naman na, may mga like... Uh, different communities have different... Marami akong women leaders na kilala from different yes. IP groups pa. So we can't say that there's nothing happening in the grassroots. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more a cultural cultural thing. So I think that that's, that's one of it, right? Is to celebrate actually those that, you know, like um, 
like you mentioned, right? I mean, men who choose to to stay home and take a, and be the the husbands, um, yeah. yeah, and not to embarrass them and not to actually think that they have been, um, you know, uh, become <clears throat> less of a man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, those Please, are, go yeah. ahead, jump in there. Yeah, so yeah, definitely, I agree with you. It's very cultural. It's very systemic. Um, so it it starts with not just one thing, but it has to start from multiple directions. Mm -hmm. um, so there will be policies that should be more supportive of this kind of setup. Um, how to support uh, maternity, paternity, mm -hmm. uh, childcare, because all of those will just make um, like help women yeah. get to, into the workforce uh, in a better way, in a healthier way, while raising. Um, amazing children who will also be in the future amazing citizens. So we don't really lose by supporting women and supporting um, like mothers, for example, because a lot of women like don't pursue the workforce or don't pursue their work when they become mothers because the systems mm. are just not supportive um, of them. It's really very difficult to juggle all of the work. So definitely um, it's a cultural thing. Another thing I'd say is it starts very early. Um, culturally speaking, um, when we talk about um, men not feeling less of a man if they're doing chores or if they're um, doing childcare, it starts very early. It mm. starts when they're very young. So right now I have two boys. I'm very mm -hmm. aware um, that I need to raise better men um, who don't think that female things are not their things and that they shouldn't um, that they're beneath them, that the female things are beneath them. Because I think it starts very early. Mm. Like if you tell a young boy that he shouldn't play with like a, a doll or shouldn't idolize a female hero, a superhero, then what does that tell him? That it's not good, that it's beneath him, that it's not for him, that he should know better. Samantalang girls, even from an early age, we're allowed, we're allowed to like Captain America or, you know, those um, male yeah. superheroes. So yeah. I think it starts early. It's very cultural. Um, it takes a lot of unlearning for for us. It took a lot of unlearning for me. Um, but if we're talking about culture, uh, it starts from a very young age. I think what you guys are saying is that, you know, uh, to, to move past labels and really celebrate that, you know, the... the the attitude, the value, you know, child rearing, whoever gives it, you know, as long as it's done to the best of uh, your ability, then that's successful, you know, um, man or woman. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, whether it's, but, you know, that's a woman, Captain Marvel. Did you see that? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So I think, you know, maybe, maybe that's a good start, you know, not to just go beyond and, and mm. go down a little bit more to what drives Right, the importance, which is going back again to the values that uh, we hold dear. Obi, do you have any, you know, any comments on that? You know, how do we encourage uh, more women participation? I, I think when they were mentioning earlier about housework, I wonder why people, uh, men, when they go out to work, women, we also go out to work. When we come home, we still take care of house chores. Yeah. But men, they just like sit there and watch Netflix and you and you know TV all. <laughs> you still do the other stuff, right? So I think uh, Reese is right. It starts when they are young. 
So you also teach your sons to, you know, participating right. in home chores or home rearing is part of building a family. It's not just a woman's job. It's not just a woman's responsibility. It's all of us. You That's know, right. Whether you're a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, we all make the family together. So, yeah, simple thing, washing dishes, right? Again, everybody's at home. We all wash the dishes. It hasn't, doesn't have to be just the daughter's doing it. Even the son should be doing it. I have, um, I asked to share it. I mean, I have four grown-up daughters. And okay. um, and uh, obviously, you know, some have boyfriends. And you know, and I say to them, it's not having, you know, it's not the role. But really, I hope that you find a partner. Yeah. You know, because it, it's, it's that, you know, to yeah. me, it's having to find a partner that you can share. And you can, it's a tag team. Right, that you can force yeah, each other, whatever it may be, you know. So it's not strictly traditional role playing. So you know, let's see. You think you lead an integrated life, given how busy you ladies are. You know, you've got your mind on communities. You've got you know dreams and aspirations. You know, for do you think that uh, you're living an integrated life? Chip, I'm going to start off with you because I'm, I'm amazed how, you know, you've dabbled in so many things, right? And okay. Um, uh, one thing is I don't have children. Okay. okay. So okay. that's, I think, an advantage. And uh, time-wise, I, I mean, I look at my nephews and my nieces who have children and I'm like, oh, nga, no, they spend so much, not only time, but money. Diba? <laughs> and, yeah, I'm looking at two mothers here, three mothers. So, uh, how do I juggle everything? Mm -hmm. Ako kasi, uh, well, one, yun nga, uh, I don't have uh, uh, children. Number two is, ano, I'm always, I don't know, maybe it's coffee that fires me up, but I, and then never be afraid to learn. Uh, ako talagang, uh -huh. I like to look into things and find out how things work, you know. Uh, pretty much like this, three other ladies here in this room, no? Uh, I think, like, I have some friends who say, Nako, ayoko na. I'm too old to learn that. I'm like, okay, next. No such thing, no? Uh -uh. It's no such thing. But you know, some people, they they dwell in it, eh. Parang, uh -uh. oh, ang hit. Wow, nakaka-stress talaga yung mawalan ka ng internet, you're in a Zoom, di ba? But somehow, you're, you're, it makes you stronger. It's like exercise too. It's, it's like mental, yeah. physical, and, and psychic exercise, you know. But some people choose to retire early and just watch Netflix. Uh, while you see people like Ambassador Delia Albert, she climbs 15 flights a day. She's, you know, she, she's not afraid to say her age. She's in, you know, she's pushing 80, I think. But uh -huh. she's so active. Yeah, that's you true. know, I mean, look at Wash Sisip. I mean, diba? He practically went in his boots. I mean, he was on a flight going to attend the meeting right. in, in the U.S. I mean, why are there people with that verb for life, no? And there are people, so sabi nga ni Riz, tumanda na tayo, we have seasoned ourselves. So we understand na lang. Hindi na natin ipipilit yung gusto natin sa gusto ng iba. Uh, but for me, I don't know. I, I, you wake up to something. 
Yeah. I, I think you should never lose that carrot. You know that carrot in psychology. <laughs> when you don't see the carrot, man, reflect ka muna. Baka nasa likod mo, or you know, why is it yeah. not there? But there must always be that carrot in front of you. I tell my team that, that, you know, it's always a moving forward, right? You know, I mean, always make sure, no matter what the pace is, you know, that we always move forward, you know, and that's, I think, you know, how you will always have the energy. There's always something to look forward to, right? You know, Obi, how do you in, live this integrated life if you do? Or is it, is it a 50-50? Well, nothing's What's perfect, it? diba? I mean, here, when you, you hear people say, ah, oh, they're doing these things. Galing naman niya. How did she do that? Parang ganon. Kala nila uh-huh. it's so easy. It's not easy. Uh, reality is, it's not easy. It's challenging. But I think one of the things that we need to learn is we need to love ourselves. Uh, we have to be kind to ourselves. Sometimes we're also quite, parang we're demanding of ourselves. Parang, uh-huh. ay, bakit kulang pa yan? You should have given this, 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 di ba? Eh, there's only like 24 hours in a day. I wish there were 30, 36 hours in a day because I could do more. That's probably still not enough, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still yeah. not enough. But right. you also have to be kind to yourself. You have mm-hmm. to self-care, yeah. especially now that it's the pandemic. I think we want to be everything to everyone. But we also have to be somebody to ourselves. We, you know, I think when right. you realize that you, if you have love for yourself, you have more love to give. I, 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 I that's what I think. That's what that's I true. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the people are watching us. It's not perfect. It's not. There's no such thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I think um, it's just trying to find out what you want to do. It right. doesn't have to be big or small. Uh-huh. In fact, uh, it could be small to you, but it's big for others. Right. So, uh, you know, for me, one of the biggest things you can do is to take care of your family. Um, you don't that's the have- first thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's basic, yeah. That's yeah. the first thing. That's the basic thing. And when you want to show love to your family, they will see it in you. They will yeah. see that you take care of yourself, you love yourself, then you have more to give. Right. That's that's, 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 that's very good. Yeah. I've also said, you know, to many that it's never really 50-50, right? When they say work-life balance, it's yeah. not a 50-50 life balance. I mean, I've had, you know, moments, you know, where you spend you know, late nights in the office and there are sometimes that you're a little bit coasting along sometimes, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, 80-20 one day, 20-80 the next. So it's loving yourself and knowing how to put that appropriate harmony right, in your life. Um, we, I, I wanted to find out, you know, um, Reese, maybe you can take this on. You know, we're talking about the pandemic, okay? There's a lot of anxiety. Women are seem to be juggling so many things, you know, and in the process, they're struggling, right? Um, so what do you advise the women at, at, during this situation? The same with OB. It's really taking care of yourself okay. as well, mm-hmm. like taking that pause and taking care of yourself, of your own mental health, because again, you couldn't give what you don't have. And honestly, 
uh, a person who is well taken care of is a better, less cranky person. So if you take care of yourself, then you become like a better person to everyone else around you. And I know this in a very simple way because I get hungry. Like when I'm hungry, I got <laughs> I get angry. It's like uh, I don't know, but uh-huh. you know. So it happens, and there are so many things that I've said when I was hungry that I wouldn't have said if I wasn't. So imagine if you don't take care of yourself continuously for such a long time, then it's just gonna, it's gonna take a toll on yourself and on your relationships. And I know it's a privilege to say that sometimes because there are so many people who are probably watching this saying, but I don't have help. I don't have anyone. Um, and I totally understand that. And I, uh, I feel for you. But at the same time, even if it's just five minutes, take right. something for yourself. Right. Um, or even if you just have an hour a day, watch that K-drama. That's fine. It's just, you know, take, take the time to take care of yourself. It has to be intentional. Yeah, it's a choice, right? I mean, somehow it is a choice. Take a long shower, if you will. Yes, whatever that means for you. Yeah, yeah, that's a great thing. We've got a lot, you know, we've talked about a lot of things, you know, and I think, you know, I've been able to hopefully draw out a lot of your experiences and a lot of your advice. Um, I have two more questions and I'll, I'll do a round robin on this. Um, but, you know, uh, the last one, the second to the last question I'd like for all of you to think about is what legacy would you like to leave behind? You know, you're into social and community development, all of that, you know, obviously, um, there's a legacy, there's a purpose. What would that be? Chit, do you want to start off with that? Kau kasi Miss Universe. Eh. Inumpisa oh, naman yung Miss Universe. Miss Universe. Na <laughs> wow. Um, I was never asked that. Huh? Who wrote what the legacy? script here? Oh, I changed that. You know, I changed a lot of it. But seriously, I right? know. What what I think, uh, kasi my, my um, advocacy is really revolved around coffee. So mm-hmm. if there's anything about coffee, Philippine coffee, that we have contributed to as a board, uh, our generation, I think it's something that a lot of Filipinos would be thankful for uh, because we will keep having coffee for generations to come. Because it almost died. I'm not saying I did it single-handedly, but our generation... Uh, is making sure that we have enough coffee to last up for more generations. And then on on women empowerment, marami na namang, ano eh, marami na namang uh-huh. players. You know, a lot of people have espoused the, the advocacy already, so okay na ako doon. And then uh, I think the third will be uh, just taking care of nature, organic, going going back to the farms, and uh, if I can have the recess and the OBs to to let their children, well, the toddlers play in the farm, yung ganon, uh, I want to leave that legacy of that love for nature uh, in a very practical manner. It's a bit cheesy, pero parang ganun na No, but it might be the start of another brilliant idea. I huh? know! I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my partners now because we're subdividing right. the lots. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell see. you about it. Oh, see, I thought you kind of like, you know, snapped up on that idea. Okay, for the next chapter. OBU, what legacy do you want to leave behind? Malayo pa si behind, pero, you know. I never thought of that exactly. Um, 
I don't know, but I just tell my daughters this. Uh, I have two daughters, so I just tell them this. Um, whenever you get, you know, you have the opportunity to help, you have to help. So that is a value that I want them to keep. Uh, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be small. But so when you see the opportunity to help and you can, you have to help. That's, that's something I want um, them to take on. Yeah, so that's, that's mom always simple. said I need to help. Nice. Okay. Please. Ah, uh, so thank you. At ako yung last because I get uh, I got a little bit of time to think about it um, <laughs> while listening to the amazing answers. But um, I've shared this uh, particular image before, and I'm sorry, it's a little weird. But for me, I I don't mind if I'm not like the main character of like a movie in terms of legacy, right? You think about like how your movie is gonna um, come out and how when people watch it, what will they remember? I just like for example, if it's a zombie movie, I just want to be that extra who keeps the door open for all the living creatures to come in and then close the door before the zombies come in or die trying. And because extra, probably die trying. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind being that person. I just want to be a door opener. I want to be an uh, uh, an opportunity provider, just opening doors. And it doesn't even matter if they knew who opened the door in the first place, because I don't know who opened the doors for me. But they're open, and that's the reason why I'm here. So that yeah, <laughs> very nice. Very I'm sorry for beautiful. the zombie movie. <laughs> no, I did have an image of a zombie opening a door. But seriously, I mean, um, for us all to lead, we need to be really good followers ourselves, right? Yes. And it's leading from behind, actually, is what the message I'm getting. Okay, my final question. You know, we've, I thought this was not going to go as long as it did, but I just <laughs> kind of like got engrossed in all of your answers, right? Um, but for my final question, you know, and... and um, in view of uh, Women's Month, okay, March, what does it mean for you to be an empowered woman? This is the most Miss Universe question. Obi, let's uh, hear it from you. <laughs> Miss Universe, first of all, there's a height requirement. I'm not going to pass the height requirement. I think... Being an empowered woman is really just having the freedom, no? I, I think the freedom to do what you want to do and not something that society or other people dictate on you. It's just really being independent on your own. So um, it can be uh, it can be a, a tool of that is actually financial freedom. So yeah. if you want to do the things that you want to do, you have to be liberated of yeah you have to have that financial freedom so i think that's important for all of us to learn i think in fact i was saying to one of the i think it was to love i was saying we should actually teach financial discipline as early as elementary yeah i, I, yeah, I really think uh, yeah I, I think that's a path to empowerment it's the freedom mm -hmm. to choose what you want to do not because somebody is dictating on you. So, I do. I yeah. Do. yeah. Yeah, very strong. Thank you. Thank you, Obi. Reese, and what about you? What is an so, empowered woman? For me, an empowered woman is able to empower others. Um, because in a way, uh, throughout history, 
because a lot of women have been sidetracked or are in the fringes. They're not able to fulfill their best lives or express their best capabilities and help others in the process. So for me, if when you're already empowered or when you're in the process of being a bit more empowered than others, um, if you're able to empower others as well and have that sort of chain reaction of empowerment, um, that's a sign that you are already on your way. Because I don't think it's a destination being empowered, especially in this time. I think it's a journey. So we're still on it. We're still empowering ourselves. We're still empowering others. Thank you. Very insightful, all of you. Chip, what are your Ay, thoughts? I forgot. I forgot. What is an empowered woman? I think when you come to a point that you can let others go ahead as you watch them, as you watch them empower themselves. You know, yung, uh, in the in the scripture, there's like when the first is last and the last is first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I so believe in that. Yeah. And if you can take the back seat and let them go, go then you already know. Kung hindi ka na nakikipag-agawan para sa corona. Tama. Tama. Kasi may maglalagay ng corona sa'yo. Agree. I totally agree with that. Wow, ladies, this has been a very insightful, inspiring, motivating, you know, afternoon. I know I promised to just do it for an hour, but like I said, you know, I mean, I couldn't stop, you know, from trying to, you know, pull a lot more out of you guys. And I'm sure our, those that have listened to us, um, you know, were equally inspired as well. So thank you very much. Again, Chitwan, Obi Roko, Reese Fernandez, Ruiz. It's been a wonderful, wonderful afternoon.